three, clap. One more time. One, two, three, clap. Fuck it. Let's go. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of On an Unrelated Note. I am your host, Mike Allen, and as always, my enthusiastic co-host, Mike Bredon Jones. Me. Word at Twitter so simple. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, we talk about anything and everything that comes to mind. We mostly stick to TVs, movies, uh, pop culture references, and video games. And uh, we normally like to start off with some listener feedback. Um, but before we do that, I'd just like to say this is a very special episode because we're going to review Marvel's uh, Infinity War. And it will be full of spoilers. We're not going to hold back. By now, you should have seen it anyways, if not second or third time. Um, we're going to, we tr- just so we're clear, we'll try for the first like two minutes to not spoil anything and we'll just give our general impressions and then just i have a million things i want to say and Thanos we're gonna say no, no. <laughs> quicksilver does not is not at the end of this movie i think is not a spoiler yeah quicksilver uh doesn't make it to the end of this movie why do you keep saying it like that quick silver quick what do you mean Quip. Quip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so y- you sent me over a email from Nasty Wayne, right, Mike? I should have. If I didn't, I'll read it. All right. Is it to my Gmail? I assume so. I see it. Okay. Uh, it, did right. you mean that I sent it to uh, I ha- Mike? Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, hit show. us up at unrelatedpodgmail.com if you would like to ask any questions, but we were going to ask answer Nasties now. So his weekly questions are number one, pizza slash bedont. Uh my name my nickname is Pizza on Xbox Live. So my last name is Bedont. I should be called Jansen, but that's fine. I guess <laughs> I don't get I don't get that's fine. I don't get any uh, anonymity. People can just find me all over the internet. <laughs> Nasty Wayne's basically fucking WikiLeaks and Russia rolled into one fucking person. But go ahead. <laughs> what game were you most most emotionally wrapped up in um but truly emotional involved with characters and story to the point where your day-to-day feelings were in play hmm that's a that's a um, deep question nasty hmm, i know i 100 percent have an answer i think okay. it's the only time i've ever uh teared up playing a game and it is uh ubisoft's uh valiant hearts which we might really? have brought up at some point. Oh, wait, yeah, yeah. I was thinking Kingdom Hearts. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <game?"> <laughs> yeah, no, just when Mickey can't get the key sword, it blows my mind. Uh, no, Valiant Hearts, it's this game. It's it's almost done in like a Nicktoon, cartoony style. But um, the emotional, uh, the end of the game, which I don't want to ruin because um, it, it, I really like it. You should find it. It couldn't cost more than $5 now on any platform like it couldn't you know what i mean like just buy it's still it's still like 12 bucks and like that's still worth it um the thing you have to do to get to the end of the game is a thing that i emotionally wanted to do and i just mashed this button because i was like i'm gonna fucking kill this guy and then it let me do it and i was like oh shit but it was like oh no the game wanted you to want to kill that guy and then at the end of the game you have to push yourself into uh, a bad ending, but there's nothing mm. else you can do. And while you're doing that, the main character's like reading off a letter that he like wrote to his daughter and stuff. Like I don't know, that game hit me 
in a way that very few other pieces of media ever have. Like I was literally, I was sitting in my chair watching Like it was probably like, you know, Thursday night, all the lights are off. I'm by myself and I'm just like, <sighs> like it really, like I can't, I'll try and think of maybe another answer, but Valiant Hearts, there are moments when the mechanics kind of suck, but the mechanics, I feel like the mechanics even suck to service at the end when you're like, like there are moments when they're like kind of like puzzly things where you're like, God damn it, I just want to hit this wall and make it break down or whatever. And then like that frustration kind of carries through. And then at the end, you get that same frustration and you do that thing and it works. And by the way, this is set in uh, World War One, and it's like the futility of war and stuff. So, like, you know, because Saving Private Ryan is another movie that kind of makes me like feel that like that same kind of thing, except for I did it. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like if I was Tom Hanks in Saving Private Ryan. It's kind of how that movie makes me feel. I know they're different wars. Don't write in. Actually, do whatever. Mike, what do you? What you? Anything come to mind for you? <clears throat> it's so hard. It's so hard to think of like a recent one for me because most games now really lack on story they're mostly just multiplayer it's focused. like hey what loot i cried so much when i got a purple assault rifle um i i would have to say uh, probably for me it would have to be stardew valley and and i think that it that game speaks to me because it's a rpg and i think those like rpgs get me most like the most immersed in a game so i and uh I, well, the only thing I'm asking is, I'm, I'm curious, was there like an emotional moment or was like you were just invested in your farm building and like... No, but I was invested in my character as the character was me and like it's your grandfather's farm and I want to do the best I can and, it, and, and it's that completionist OCD type of style that you can get in a game like this where you complete a task and then it, it matters in this game until you break it like I did and played too much and got to the one I had to wait like a whole season just to get one thing to beat the game and I was like you know what I'll just YouTube it yeah. but it I mean I mean you remember that time I, would, I do like, remember I, like I mean I, I fucking did in like two weeks <laughs> I, yeah I mean I'm not even sure this is the same emotional investment he's talking about but like you would literally be like every day dude I've I've made my thing in the exact right way so I get a super crop because Three years from now, my grandfather wants to know that my farm's successful. And I need my farm to be successful. So I, yeah, that I was means, at work all day. I worked yeah. all day to make sure my grandfather's proud of me, <laughs> which isn't quite like the tear-jerking moment, but it definitely tugged on it, something inside you, I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, it, it's just, you know, Nasty says The Last of Us, which I would, I would want to say, but I don't want to say the same thing as you, but The Last of Us was really great. That one did. I will that say. That choice at the end where you're just spoiler if you haven't played it yet go but uh we're basically joel the main character and ellie ellie's the cure and they're basically like listen you need to let us operate on her we could, she's the cure and ellie's like let them operate on me and he's just like no and he just takes her away but you're like i totally get that he's like a I, father figure now so here's something a, a real quick conversation about the last of us because you know it's 2011 um <laughs> like so i like i didn't play it till it got remastered on playstation 4 because i didn't have playstation 3 and so basically the idea is that ellie's immune to being a zombie and so you're some grizzled guy whose daughter died at the beginning of the game and like you grow a daughterly attachment to her and they're like hey we can do an operation if we can get to her brainstem, we can like solve this problem 
And so, ev- like, everyone I met was like, oh, it turns out you're the villain because Joel wouldn't let them save the human race. And I was just like, nah, I was with Joel. They said Joel's the protagonist. Like, they, they're like, there's a chance. I'm like, no, I spent 12 hours with this chick, like, even in-game. And I was like, no, I'm not letting you kill her for a chance that this might work, you fuckers. Like, which is yeah. how I felt. But then I read all these think pieces, like, why Joel's a villain? I'm like, no, these fireflies are the villains because they just want to, like, hack her up like she's a fucking rat. And just be like, yeah. well, let's see what works. Fuck y'all. Why don't you take a little bit of her DNA or something, like, test and shit. They're just like, no, nah, we're just going to cut into her neck. That's why I shot those fucking doctors in that room, and I didn't feel a fucking thing about them. I was like, fuck everyone in this facility. I hope you're all dead. Is that kind of I what say, you felt? <laughs> Nasty way. Uh, let me know if that's what you mean. Yeah. Or if you felt the other way. I don't know. <laughs> I think the first Uncharted, I played the second Uncharted. That one got me. That was because I hadn't played any other ones. Uh, that one was a good story. And it was very interactive and I felt really involved. So that was another good one. But we, he has another question, though. Which I, don't think we I'll, I'll, I was just going to say one more thing. When uh, the Solarian Morden and your team in Mass Effect 3 sacrifices himself to end the genophage uh, you you got a little more into that than i did dude i like Mord, man he sings he sings like show tunes and stuff <laughs> i don't know i i got really also i played all those games like seventy five thousand times so like i i had built an investment yeah uh, i feel you um so his next question on ask ask uh is there anyone from any field that you are a huge fan of that hardly anyone else knows much less is a fan of for him he says it's jay mora j m o h r i don't know if that's better jay right. mora com- the comedian yeah he's, he said he's the best comic of our generation never gets the credit he deserves i don't know i have to look that up i don't know who jay mora is but i know jay he's pretty funny think- so for, who do we think is basically famous that should be that doesn't get the credit credit they deserve? Okay, is this in, like in any genre or like yeah, any, in, in anything, any profession? Anything, yeah. Um, so this is like the most underrated people. Oh man, that's a good. I wish I had read this beforehand. I bet I would have some good answers. Um, really underrated people. I think that probably. Um, so I'm just thinking in like terms of TV. I think that Mike Judge is underrated. Um, I think I think he like he's had a lot of successful ch- successful things. You know, Office Space, King of the Hill, Silicon Valley. But like people don't really think of. Him but too like much. Th- he's not like held in the esteem of showrunners. Like everyone knows like the what uh, DB Wise and the other guy that do Game of Thrones. Like, that mm-hmm. one thing that they did that they copied another guy off of, and they're like, the, you know what I mean? Like, like, I mean, Mike Judge does his thing. I, I like his thing, and I don't think it gets enough respect. I mean, obviously, whoever the creator of uh, Burn Notice is doesn't get enough respect. I think his name's Max or something. <laughs> Max Nix? Mark Nix? Something like that? I don't know if he's done that the, Isn't that the dude that does... <laughs> But no, uh, I mean, I the, the real problem with under like underrated people is they're underrated. Like people don't know that they're the ones they're doing. And I would say that the other problem with that is a lot of times I don't know who I know that I'm like, oh, that person's great. And I don't have enough conversations with people to like know that no one else agrees with me. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like I just like. I can be like, hey, you know, um, 
Oh, I, I mean, this is one that is maybe passe, but um, I knew Brian Cranston was dope before Breaking Bad. Yeah, he was on Seinfeld. He was a dentist. Yeah, he was he was a Seinfeld and dentist. He you know he was in Malcolm in the Middle, and the, but I saw him in some really dramatic role. He was in some random movie I saw one time. I was like, this dude's got chops. And then like all of a sudden it was like Brian Cranston's the greatest actor ever. Like I think there are a lot of those that I can't come up with right now of like actors who like people over all of a sudden like they're the greatest. And like I'm like, no, I knew that dude. I knew that. Like, <laughs> like yeah. Well, I think we know. I think. There's a couple of characters that come to mind from Game of Thrones. Uh, the guy that plays the um, the mountain's brother that uh, that walks around with uh, Arya Stark. What's his name? Uh, the Hound. The Hound. He's been in the business for so long, and he's been in a lot of things. You yeah. just haven't realized it till the Hound. And the dude can act. I also think the guy that plays Jamie Lannister, he can act too, but he's uh, he's only. Yeah, you know, they, don't, I, I, they don't let him do he's anything. He's only else. for that role, you know. That's yeah, well, only, I, I, so yeah. like something like. Um, uh, just because you know I have Infinity War on the brain, like Chris Evans, right? Everyone only yeah. knew him from what, like, n- not another team movie and like the Fantastic Four and all this stuff. Like, did you ever see that movie? What was it called? Uh, something with Sun in it, and it's like a sci-fi movie, and he's in it, and he's really fucking good in it. And like, I think he did it like right before, right after Captain America. I know, I know I what like, you're talking about. Do you know, what, yeah. I, I can't remember, but uh, there's, I think there's a lot of actors where like, they like. Sh- all of a sudden, people see him in like a big thing, and they're like, "Oh, this guy's great!" And I'm, and you're like, "Oh man, I thought he was really good on this sh- other show that I saw like years ago." You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, yeah, I'm yeah. sure there's a million behind the scenes people. Like, like for example, I bet a bunch of people saw Thor Ragnarok and was like, "Well, Tiger Watiti's great," and it's like, "Yo, man, you should have seen Flight of the Concords." Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like That's you should have known. That's like, true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. It's it's hard because a lot of the things that we do follow, we had already been following it. Yeah. So by the time it comes out, it's like I'm, I'm not f- currently following anything that I'm waiting on the next person. Yeah, because you like can't come famous. You, you know what I mean? Like you, I don't. It's hard to pick them out. It's hard to be like, "Hey, this person's good on this show." Like, how would I know that they're going to be great on the next show? It's hard to know. Like, but it's like it's like you're asking us to be like to pick the next Ryan Reynolds or Charlie Hunnam. Like, think about where they started. Charlie Hunnam started on Queer as Folk, and R- Ryan Reynolds started on Two Guys, a Girl, in a Pizza Place, which I guarantee you nobody fucking watched. Your, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> your love of Charlie Hunnam continually blows my mind. <laughs> He's a fucking beautiful man. He's a beautiful man. <laughs> He's, I think I just is a gotta, beautiful man gotta, that can't that doesn't have much acting range. If we're if we're completely honest, if we're gonna flip this question on its head and be like, who's overrated? He's you, well, he's a real off, Sam you Worthington. Didn't, you didn't, you he's didn't, a real you Sam didn't, Worthington. You didn't like like I mean, Sons of Anarchy was a great show, but you didn't follow yeah, through. I mean, I'm just saying he plays a a big pile of no charisma on that, and he plays a big pile of no charisma in Pacific Rim, and he plays a big pile of no charisma in Warcraft. He's a big pile of no charisma. It's fine. Oh, you're entitled to your opinion, even though it's wrong. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate um, it. I got. Uh, I think I got one more question from Nasty here. Mm-hmm. Last thoughts. He says, "Y'all need to watch the movie Shot Caller. Excellent movie. Expect a review in a few weeks." Yeah, I'll. I'll try. No promises. But I have. Have I heard of this movie? Because I've heard of every movie. No. I don't know if I've heard of this movie. Last thoughts is what it's called. 
No, that's it's called shot caller. <laughs> shot caller. Like, <laughs> Sorry. Um, hold on. Excellent way of bulleting your questions, though. I do appreciate yeah. it, nasty Jose. Take a note. In all fairness, <laughs> could we just real quick? Um, can you just find something in there real quickly to just insult him about? Because I feel like we have we have to maintain our insulting our listeners. Uh, no, nah, I don't want to force okay, it. That's it's fine. not genuine. That's it's not genuine. Uh, you know. <laughs> uh, um, so, should we just jump right into this thing? Should we just start talking about Marvel? Do you want to do what you were watching? I, I don't know how um, much. Do you have, uh, I mean, I have at least one thing I want to talk about before we get into this. Okay, yeah. I have like yeah, at least I'll, one topic. So time yeah, code this one topic. Um, uh, that Venom trailer. Yes. I've actually been wanting to talk about the the new Venom trailer again since they redropped another one. Um, someone brought up a good point that Venom, like everyone's blasting them for the CGI, but when someone's like, you don't understand, there's no possible way to make Venom look good because Venom is just a blob. Like, you know what I mean? Like a believable Venom, I just don't think would well, work. Well, two two things. One... I would like to talk about the first trailer real quick because there's a part in the first trailer where like he's like riding on his car and like a bunch of cars blow off, but they just blow up behind him. And then there's a scene where like he's like floundering around on a table, going like like on a medical table. And I was like, was the CGI not done? Apparently the CGI wasn't done because those cars flip because tentacles come out of his back. And when he's on that table going like this, there's the venom supposed to be coming up on his face. Like, why did they release that first trailer? Also, how the fuck are they explaining Venom without Spider-Man? Like, he wouldn't be... Like, is he just going to be all black? Because, like, he usually has, like, that white spider on his chest because... No, it's, it has the white spider. But then why? Because he's like, it's the like it comes from space. It lands on Spider Man. Then Spider Man takes it off in the bell tower, and it goes to Eddie Brock. But like, dude, you're giving Sony way too much credit. The reason Marvel has a studios and can do all this nitty gritty details because they have the manpower to do it, and they have the people that are. But look, Sony messed up the timeline. They're clearly not thinking that fucking dude, hard. About I love it. that. Not only did the Russos in that in well. I want to come back to Venom real quick before this, but not only do the Russos in their things be like, yeah, when Sony said eight years later they fucked up in Spider-Man Homecoming, they make a point in Avengers for him to be like, oh, yeah, when the Chitauri invaded six years ago. Like, <laughs> sorry, like yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, um, but back to that, like, does he, like, they play it off like he's some weird, hard-hitting reporter, but he seems like a little Weasley bitch. I, I think it's his. What do you what do you have to say about how you're uh, uh, you're killing people? Like, and it's just like, get out of here. And then the next scene is like, I'm sorry, I'm a hard hitting reporter. It's like, well, are you a hard hitting reporter, you little Weasley bitch. Which are you? Like, well, here's here's my thought process on it all. Venom is is destined to be a medi- mediocre to bad movie because of one thing. You, they when they casted the new Spider Man, they got it right. Because Tom Holland is a teenager and he's like acrobatic naturally and stuff, and you take this guy that looks weak and then he has superpower and he's big. Now Venom is supposed to be this huge jacked up person, and I know, I know that Tom Hardy, like I know that in there's a couple stories of Venom where they're 
the dude's jacked or he's an army guy or something like that. But it doesn't look like they're doing that. They're going with the reporter method, and that you you just you did the wrong thing. You 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 took an already big big guy that plays a good villain and tried to turn him into like this Weasley character, like you saying, yeah. that, like he's like conniving. Like Topher Grace would have been better at Venom again. Like than this would be a this better movie. take yeah. for Topher Grace's Venom. Like yeah, like I just don't get it. Like there's scenes where like he's like he's like. There's a scene where like the Venom's like throwing him up against the wall, and then the voiceover's like, "Fine, if we're gonna hurt people, we're only gonna hurt bad people." It's like, do you have like, control over this Venom? Does the Venom completely control you? Like, how is this movie not gonna be completely garbage? Like, the funniest thing is because like right before this, like a couple weeks ago, the uh, Deadpool trailer came out, and it just had like the you know Fox Marvel. And then this, the the trailer starts. This one's like Sony, and then it has Marvel, but over the top it says in association with Marvel, like which maybe is meant to be like, hey, we're kind of working together now, but seems like a more distancing than just being like Marvel, being like it's not Marvel, it's in associate. They said they legally can't stop us from doing this. <laughs> like, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like I like when the Marvel thing flashes, but it's like in association with yeah, Marvel. It's like, yeah, Marvel ain't gonna let you fucking put that banner on that. Uh, but I actually do have something funny that is Deadpool two related. So Deadpool two uh, released their Rotten Tomatoes uh, uh, like poster on there, and like you know where you want to see, not interested, all this stuff. And you scroll down to movie info. This is what the bio for the movie info. For Deadpool 2 is on the site. After uh, it says, after surviving a near fatal bovine attack, a disfigured cafeteria chef, Wade Wilson, struggles to fulfill his dream of becoming Miami's hottest bartender, while also learning to cope with his lost sense of taste, searching to regain his spice for life, as well as a flux capacitor. Wade must battle ninjas, the Yakuza, and a pack of sexually aggressive canines, as he journeys around the world to discover the importance of family, friendship, and flavor. Finding a new taste for adventure and earning the co- coveted coffee mug title of World's Best Lover. That's dude, the movie by for Deadpool 2. Dude, that's great. It, it makes me think they did. Um, so I heard the story um, about part of the reason that the Deadpool 1 uh, marketing was so good is they kept the writers on and the writers worked with the marketing team. Like, as opposed to like. That's anything. cool. So, like. I wasn't sure if they were doing that again because that didn't come out till much later. But um, that sound that's amazing. I don't I don't know how they're getting away with this. I don't know if it's because Deadpool one was so successful, or if because they're just gonna like they're selling out to uh, Marvel anyway. But <laughs> like, well, actually, Ryan Reynolds like congratulated him on there. And I read that on that Instagram with good. a with a letter that's from Stark Industries of replying Tony's- to like, "Hey, can I be a part of the Avengers?" And it was just like, "No." And then with like a coffee stain mug signed Tony Stark. <laughs> yeah, I really hope that if uh, Marvel, you know, if this Marvel Fox thing goes through, they kind of just let Deadpool be Deadpool because like, I, yeah, I think they should, and I think that. Marvel coming in and helping them out will actually keep the Deadpool, like the tone and the fourth wall breaking and everything that Ryan Reynolds does, but put a little bit more meat and potatoes to it to why we know what the story is going on. Because, I mean, despite what's happening in this movie, whether you're hyped for it or not, like it's not going to have a good story as the first one. There's no trailer out there that even really kind of, it's just like, hey, kid in trouble. And, and you know that's them. not the story because Cable's not going to be the big bad. Like, there's going to be something else. 
Um, but yeah, like because Deadpool, like Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool is the only thing that like from the Fox universe that could still technically just co- he can just come to the MCU. He can just show up because it doesn't matter. And yeah, when, he's got, he can come at any when time. People are really? like people are like, well, he needs to be R rated or whatever, right? It's like no, because you could totally make a joke out of like him showing up and being like, man, what the, and like a train goes by like every single time, like he meets, and then he'd be like, he, oh yeah, that's right, he, he meet, I'm in a Marvel movie. Yeah, he meets <laughs> Spider Man like every yeah exactly. He meets every time he meets a character, it's in a subway. And every time he's about to drop an F-bomb, a train goes by. And after the third time it happens, he's like, why do the... Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, I jumped yeah, universes. I, and then that's all you have to say. And then you can just keep yeah, going. Yeah, and, you, and you can, I can see Ryan Reynolds just being like, what the... It's going... You, you know, just yeah, like, like, God! He's freaking out. And, yeah. and I, I could see that, you know, like visually in my mind. I think that would be great. And I think that'd be fresh, you know, to have him just jump in every now and then. Yeah. And first off... If people are worried about um, not being able to curse and stuff like that, like that's not where comedy comes from. That, saying poop jokes and the F word yeah. and stuff like that, that's the not comedy. worst part of the latest Deadpool trailer was when his fucking does, he does like the V nut splat on Cable's face. Like, because I really like the second trailer, but that's kind of the moment where I'm like, Jesus, don't do this. Don't, you guys are better than this. Like, there have been some great jokes in this trailer. You don't need the ball jokes. Like, you know, you don't need the, like... We don't need the ball jokes, yeah. We don't need the your your junk sliding on the camera. We really don't need the cab driver's very bad story and... You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, think, I think that probably uh, uh, Jeff... I think Jeff will take over the majority of the cab driver's bits in this one. Who's... Is Jeff the, uh, the Jeff, guy? That Jeff's just the random guy with the mustache, who's like, "Hey, man, I just saw I just saw it on LinkedIn, so I came over." <laughs> you know the guy I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're kind of going off like what Thor Ragnarok did. Yeah, and you're like, "Oh, maybe, like- maybe that's, that, that it's it feels very Daryl if that's if that's what you mean." Yeah, and if like you haven't seen Thor. that, still go out. Google Thor has Team a roommate. Thor. They actually did yeah. a second part, I think, for the Thor Ragnarok uh, DVD. Yeah, that one's funnier which actually. Is, which is after Thor moves out of Daryl's house, the uh, uh, not the collector, the uh, um, the Grandmaster moves in, and that one's pretty good. It's just Jeff Goldblooming, Jeff Goldblooming for like eight oh. minutes. <laughs> All right, I, I'm we're gonna move on to uh, Infinity War because if I don't say this next thing, I'll forget it. It's just a little Easter egg that. I'm not sure everybody knows yet, but um, in the reality, uh, there's a moment when they're in the collector collector's base, nowhere to try to get back the reality. Uh, this stone. isn't really a spoiler because you wouldn't notice it if you didn't know. It was yeah, there. and you, if you're familiar with the other times that the Guardians have been there, there's every like the collector collects a specimen from every universe, every planet, whatever, and. Uh, <laughs> Well, the one of the uh, I think it was the the Russo brothers directed a bunch of episodes of the Arrested Development. So there is a pod with a blue man group in never nude shorts. So they're paying homage to Arrested Development uh, with Tobias, uh, the do the you, doctor psychologist, do and know, he's a never nude. <laughs> do you know if that's actually a David Cross cameo or if it's just some guy that looks like him? No, they they said it was just paying homage to their to their okay. days of doing Arrested Development, and actually in Captain America: Civil War, they used the Bluth um, 
the Bluth uh, airplane staircase. Yeah, 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 that was paying homage to that too. Yeah, that, um, I so I just thought that was pretty cool, neat. Uh, like I didn't know that, and I'm sure a lot of people didn't. But so here's what I would say, Mike, is I think that right now is probably as good a time as any to start talking about my favorite movie in years, Marvel's Avengers: Infinity War. Now let's talk for about two to three minutes about what we thought about the movie and then let's just start doing our general thing where we just start talking about moments and what we thought about them and then theorizing about the future what do you say yeah, anytime we anytime <laughs> we try to do an outline it goes to shit so yeah um so you want to do you want to do the I, background you saw it twice so you might have a little bit more i have seen it twice you've seen it once i've seen it once yeah, yeah. so you uh, you go ahead and um, give the background so, to what's happening. I mean, it's a, Spoilers, it's a culmination of 10 years. I, um, if you've been watching the Marvel movies, you kind of know what's happening. I think you could probably watch this movie having only seen Avengers 1 and 2, but obviously you'd miss a lot of things if you hadn't seen the other movies. Um, so basically, hey, you remember in 2012 when Thanos smiled at the camera? He's finally doing some shit. And... I think that the movie is pretty well paced. It opens with some heavy action. Um, it then slows down a little bit, but there's still inter interstitial action. And uh, the expositional scenes work very well because they have grouped people together in a way that they people know different pieces of the puzzle. And they don't at any point put people together that know the same pieces meaning that there's solid interaction with people explaining who it is. For example, a boring expositional scene would be if Thor and like uh, Doctor Strange had been together in a room talking about Infinity Stones because they both know the basic like ethereal idea of Infinity Stones, but they don't really have any of like the practical knowledge. So they put everyone in situations where they have just enough information. So it's not boring as an audience because while you might not know something, the dialogue is written in a way where other people have good reactions to it. Yes. Yeah, I, it, it's written in the way that also, too, the characters are either excited or drastically yeah. confused. And I, th you know. I think the stakes are laid out very well in the first... 10 minutes i think the and also given the amount of like the amount of runtime in this movie which is like two two hours and 38 minutes it's just it's non-stop action and, and they but they gave you enough story to to fill that that void of like well, where's all this going is this a michael bay film but no it was it it's it's just a combination of a collaborative of like all these other movies if you've watched them you know where it's going but if you didn't it's still yes. enough to know, this like, Thanos is here to fuck shit up. Should That's have, basically, yeah. Should have failed on hundreds of levels. Um, but I think that it succeeds on just about every level. And uh, the reason I've seen it twice, like, I saw, um, just because we always have to do it, I saw uh, uh, Justice League twice on its opening weekend for the exact opposite reason because i said 
you had so little to set up. How could you fuck it up so bad? And I went and saw this movie again going, you had to juggle so much. You had to juggle so many fucking chainsaws. How did you cut one of your hands off? And somehow the Russos and Kevin Feige and whoever else was involved did it masterfully. Like, there's plenty of characters who maybe don't have enough lines of dialogue, but I think everyone has enough screen time and does something cool. Like, there's no one who was just there. Everyone does something. Even if it's like they just get, like, one joke. Like, War Machine. Just, like, he ha- he gets, like, one talking moment and one action moment. And that's kind of all he gets. But it's fine because he's there in the battle doing, like, you know, like... Everyone gets mm-hmm. their thing. Having mm-hmm. said that, Mike, I just want to talk about very specific moments. So, Mike, on a scale of holy shit, Avengers Infinity War, and holy shit, Avengers Infinity War, where would you land? Uh, holy shit, <laughs> Infinity War. Yeah, no, that's where I land. Uh, I literally, I read I read a, uh, a review before going in, and by... Uh, my roommate sent me the review and I read it. I bet I avoided it. everything going in. I didn't want to know. But all it said, it was like, there was literally like 10 chilling down your spine back moments. And I was like, oh, okay, I wonder if this dude's just exaggerating. No, he wasn't. I literally had chills. I get chills talking about certain parts. It was amazing. It was emotional. It was hilarious. And overall, like, what more could you want from a movie? I don't, I don't know. know. I like this movie was so well put together that it makes me now have emotions when I hear the Avengers theme. Like Avengers one is like, I'm just thinking about it. I'm kind of like, like, yeah. like it's, it's the sh- it, you th- just think about that big group shot. It's fine. But like they find a way to pepper in the soundtrack, like at key moments that like now if you played the Avengers song for me, I'm like, now it means something to me. In the way that, like, yeah. you know, like Indiana Jones does. Like, if I hear dun 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 dun, I'm like, he's about to do something cool as shit. Now yeah. I'm like, dun 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 dun. I'm like, holy shit, someone's about to show up. Someone's about to do something fucking dope. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, that's what yeah. I feel My, now. Mike B can't uh, listen to the PUBG intro music anymore because he cries all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, everyone, I think this is the harshest recommendation like or the heaviest recommendation we've ever given to a movie harshest. since we've started like the harshest like stop if if you haven't heard this movie stop listening not just because you shouldn't be spoiled on this movie but because if you have time to listen to this then you have time to go see this fucking movie like the Honestly, fuck are even, you doing even if it was spoiled for me it would still be just yeah i mean i enjoyed it almost as much the second time i enjoyed some parts more and uh, but of course anytime you watch a movie again like there's some like bits that aren't quite as good, but I mean I'll probably see it a third time. So yeah. with that yeah, said, I mean, spoilers, fuck off, spoilers, 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 spoilers. Mike, spoilers, spoilers. Okay, Mike, let's start at the very end, just for fun. All right. I hated the fact that they saved that end credit scene for the actual end credits. Like, I was so fucking angry. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, my first thought is like, was, is Nick Fury doing that back in 1999? Because that's when Captain Marvel is going to be 
placed or is this in the future? Because, and the reason I'm like, well, it's obviously in the future, everybody's thinking, because that's when it's happening. But I don't know. Did the, did the, is it racing people from timelines in the past? Like, I, I, is it erasing well, we, everybody I, I at the same confused. time? I remember, I mean, I, re- no, I was just annoyed, like, because I just wanted it to be halfway through and so I could leave. I had to sit through six minutes of credits. Um, but no, like, I mean, they, he, they were driving modern cars. It was obvious, but like, no, no, like, when he has that like pager that like that 90s pager that's obviously been a little spatially yeah. modified well, yeah that's what i'm and, saying why is there a pager well because um captain marvel's set in the 90s and so it says like sending or initializing or something dot 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 and then the uh flower logo comes up and then the the red and blue i know i know but why i have a pager because well, i mean one's gonna assume that she left earth in uh the in 90s. the 90s, but she they had space tech. I mean, the real questions would be, like, if we're going to do that, but which I don't want to do yet. Well, we have a year to do this, but, like, where was she in the other Avengers movies? Obviously, it would be the, why didn't he hit it before? Um, the, the only thought I could have on that, just until we, like, bring it back to this movie, is that somehow Thanos... And like the Kree and stuff was like foreshadowed, will be foreshadowed in Captain Marvel, and she's going to try and deal with it in space and somehow fails in space. And so that's when everyone starts disappearing. Nick, that's why Nick Fury pulls it out because he's like, oh fuck, we failed here on Earth. My Avengers initiative didn't work. Captain Marvel, come back. It didn't fucking work. What I was doing didn't work. That would be, that'd be like, pretty cool. Like, is what I, was what I took away from it. I also took away from it. This might be the f- like the biggest like one time when I was in the theater like the first time because we went and saw it Friday night and I was I was because you're usually with some fans on Friday night and I was like when it when that before even like the colors came up when that star came up I was like oh shit and the rest of the theater was like dead fucking silent <laughs> like and then Joel yeah, no, Joel, no. Joel goes to me is that Captain Marvel and I was like yeah it's Captain Marvel. And then the like it somehow permeated throughout the theater where everyone was like, "Oh, Captain Marvel, okay, this next." Was like, it, <laughs> <laughs> I, it felt like to me like the most like probably googled thing since like Thanos turned around in the first Avengers, where people were like, "What?" <laughs> Captain Marvel is supposed to be the most powerful. Uh, she's basically like a Superman with uh, uh, well, Spider-Man I, sense. Well, let's get back to Captain Marvel because. Now I just I needed to get off my chest that I hated waiting for that. Why didn't they just make it a mid credits? You cunts! I'm not gonna read the. I'm not gonna read who the best boy is. Sorry, best boy. Not not gonna know. Not, I'm not gonna read it. I'm looking at my phone the whole time till the scene comes. I'm just have it be a mid credit scene. Um, but okay, the opening. I was wrong. I thought that they would show him destroying Xandar and getting the power stone. But they opened with what I thought would be the second scene, which was them in um, taking over the Asgardian ship. Yeah, so I have some thoughts about this. All right. Um, <clears throat> they could lead into other places, so I'll just stay in the intro real quick. When they're on the Asgardian ship, Thanos shows up. Loki's there. Loki gives up the Tesseract while Thanos has Thor's head in his hand. It looked like he could just squash it like a freaking bulb. 
And then <laughs> I don't know. I forgot what Thor says. Why he's like there. He's like you talk too much or something yeah. like that. I don't remember. But it was funny. Um, but it was nice to see that Loki tried to redeem himself. He does care about his brother. But he tries to kill Thanos in an, you know his trickery way. And but man, that was that was the first blow right from the gate. Is, you know Loki's gone, and I think that he is gone because like for good. Because I think everyone pre the Soul Stone is can't can like if they die before thanos got the soul stone i think that they are dead dead you think everyone that's dead um by not the gauntlet is dead yeah because they're like in the comics the soul stone has its own like that's where every like one there's two storylines of the infinity gauntlet one storyline the soul stone everybody that gets like taken away by it or uh, like ceases to exist goes into there and there's like a universe within the soul stone right yeah, so that that's my thought. That would be the easiest if you're going to bring people back. Because if not, then you're going to have to explain that, like, oh, well, you just ceased to exist because of I said so. What would make an easier thing is that these people were still in the Soul Stone. That so, I think that would be yeah, easier to I mean, explain I guess and bring back. I didn't back. want to go to this yet, but so I was thinking about this, and like I hadn't seen it in a while. I, I haven't seen it since like middle school. But you remember a Dragon Ball Z? Yeah. And remember, like, you get the Dragon Balls, right? And then you make a wish, and then all the Dragon Balls leave, and then you have to get the Dragon Balls back again? I'm wondering, because Thanos gets all of the stones, and then he snaps and gets his wish, but then, like, his gauntlet's all fucked up, and, like, his arm has, like, dark veins in it and shit that are, like, coming up his neck, like... Do you only get one solid, real gauntlet wish? Because like he's using the f- like mostly full gauntlet for the most of the time, but that's the one thing he does with the full gauntlet. So like, do you only from get what I, one gauntlet? From what power? I understand, the, like, the uh, the Red Skull who is um, oh by the way, I was did not see that coming. I, I didn't either. I, it, I, didn't I mean, either. it wasn't Hugo Weaving, but like I just thought that they were never going to address where the Red Skull went after he was holding the Tesseract. We might have talked about that in our predictions at some point. I was like, I want to see it, but I don't think it's ever going to happen. Like, I'm, was, I'm so glad they put it in. It was, was, it was just I was it was like, a closed oh, chapter shit. on something that yeah, we needed. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, oh, shoot. You got, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, so the Red Skull is uh, guarding the Soul Stone. And from what I read today, because I did some research, the Soul Stone, the reason that it's on the top of the gauntlet is it is considered the crown jewel, the most powerful of the Infinity Gems. And even the Red Skull says it works different than most stones. So it could go with your theory in the sense that, hey, you you eviscerate you know half the universe that takes up a lot of freaking power you're like you're done and maybe it scatters out yeah. maybe it doesn't we don't really we see a shot after that with Thanos talking to a younger Mora which is clearly a place we haven't seen before it, I, can he go into the Soul Stone and talk to her but we know he's alive because he was on the beach and they said Thanos will be back yeah. in is, the next one so we know that, he's alive is is so is that's another thing that I don't think that I have a question about going into and i i don't want to get super into all our I, like i want like the end of our conversation to be all our theories for the next one but my question is it didn't seem like he actually it seems like he went after those stones in levels of convenience as opposed to levels of necessity so like 
Because bearing in mind, as you were just saying, the one in the palm was the mind stone, not the soul stone. Or the one in the back palm, whatever you call the back of your hand. Like, he just put them all in, like, in order of his fingers and in the order he got them. So did he get them in that order because that's the order they need to go in? Oh, so the soul stone's right here. The mind stone's on the back of his hand. In the comics, the soul stone's on the back of his hand. But in this one, the, yeah. the, the soul stone is on his uh, ring finger? No, the soul stone's on his pinky finger because he has power on the pointer, uh, space on the middle, uh, reality on the ring. Uh, then he gets the uh, uh, the soul when he throws Grimora. Then he gets the time because after that, that's when he goes gets the time, puts it on his thumb, and then he rips out Vision's head, and then the mind stones on the back of his hand. Yeah, so maybe in this universe, the mind stones the best one. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't mean anything. Well, no, exactly. So that I mean that that's the question I'm posing is like, do the do the positionings matter? Like, did he get the power stone because you need the power stone first, or like? Was it just like the nah, Nova Corps blew up, up in Guardians of the Galaxy, so it was basically unprotected and it was really easy to get? Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think the the I think there was a decision. I mean, he was closest to Gamora is closest to the Nova Corps, which is his daughter. So you had to assume that he probably had someone keeping tabs, so he knew that probably the Power Stone was there. Then you take the Tesseract, which is the Space Stone. If he that had to be the next one, like because you can't, he couldn't jump around like he did with without it. Uh, so, regardless, the Tesseract was picked. It could either only be picked first or second. So, um, but after that, I mean, I think everything's kind of random uh, because the Ether. He knew the Collector was an easy target, and then real sidebar, that wasn't Benicio del Toro, was it? Like yeah, that, it was. that was a guy. In he's Nick, in, he's, he no, he gets it credit. For oh, does it? he? Yeah. It yeah. really didn't look like him. It looked like a guy that was trying to look like Benicio del Toro. Is he dead? Because I thought they were one of the ancient ones, like Jeff Goldblum, who's been around for like ever. They're like they're gods. So, they can't right, die. So that's that's my question, and this is gets to me to a real point of a moment that I understand in the movie, but I, the moment I hated in the movie was when they almost get the gauntlet off Thanos, and then. Peter Quill gets mad about Gamora, and then, like, Spider-Man pulls it off, he grabs it, puts it back on, and fucks him up, right? And I get that Peter Quill was mad. Like, like he's an impulsive guy. People are like, why didn't you just let him do it? It's like, I get that, but I wanted a moment in this movie, and that's why I kind of wanted to see him get the Power Stone, or, like, but since we didn't get that, I was hoping in that moment he would lose the gauntlet, and they'd be like, yes, we've won, we've taken the gauntlet. And then Thanos. So they're like, we have no idea how to use it. (laughs) And then like Thanos still beats the shit out of him because like I feel like we have no idea because he shows up with the power stone right and he fucks up the Hulk real easy. What is a Hulk and him fight like without the power stone? Does he just? Does it take him like two more punches to fuck up the Hulk? Does it take him like thirty more minutes to fuck up the Hulk? Does the Hulk win if he doesn't have the power stone? Like, I I don't. Think that my one real key criticism is I don't know how powerful Thanos is. Obviously, well, Thanos the gauntlet's is, real powerful, and he can yeah. hold the gauntlet. But like, what is a Thanos punch? Like, if just Thanos punched you, would you be okay? I don't know, man. I don't know that. I don't know that answer. I, that that's too in depth. I don't think we need to go there. But but no, I think we do because. 
it's like if at some point like the- well he was a mad titan he'd kill people all the time maybe he's a great strategist maybe maybe a normal punch from him is not what it is from the hulk maybe it's only like a punch from drax you know well, and that's why he knew he needed to have the the infinity gauntlet like you know? Well, no, because it seemed like, but like they, they also make it sound like he was he was killing a bunch of other planets without the stones. So like, but then also he had these powerful people with him. So I'm just curious. Well, like, well, they said he said that the reason the Infinity Gauntlet was like enticing to him is because he thought it was the most merciful. He thought it was yeah better because you weren't. It's not like when Thanos originally goes to each planet and mows down half the people with guns. He's like. He's like, you'd feel no pain. You would just cease to exist. It's merciful. Yeah. You know, he, he thinks he's being the martyr. You know, like he's doing the tasks that no one's willing to do. And that's why, and it's like nobody would like even know, you know, except for the people that are there. Left. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, listen, I, I fully understand that. I'm just, I'm just saying from a pure, like, uh, like, if I have a gripe with this movie, it's that I don't know how strong Thanos is. Yeah, I don't know. That just feels pretty nitpicky to me. I mean, we, we accept the fact that Scarlet Witch can take these people down. Because, but you know? but like what I'm saying is we've seen her take on different people so like we can adjust like, oh, she could do this to that person and this to this person and this to the other thing. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, like I don't know how strong just base Thanos is. And I and maybe we don't, well, maybe if, we don't need to know maybe, that. Maybe it doesn't matter. I just kind of was curious. Is that I, I'm just curious how strong. Well, if we if you really want to get into it, the Guardians could actually still do do damage to Ronan when he had the Infinity Stone. So, uh, the Power Stone and Guardians of the Galaxy. Then you take into the fact that he fights the Hulk and draws blood from the Hulk. Like he scare he scares off. the Hulk into not showing up for the rest of the movie. Yeah. So the Hulk is never bled. So you have to assume if they if. By the way, the, no, the abomination stabs him with his uh, his bone shoulder. He he's bled before, but anyway, I get you. Not in this movie, though. Not in these movies. No, the abomination in the Hulk. That that's the Incredible Hulk. It's it counts. Oh yeah, I, I forgot that does count. Because remember, he stabs him with the thing, it with like his elbow bone, and then yeah, yeah, Hulk yeah, yeah. rips it out and then fucking starts stabbing him. But that, that but that's shit. against another like Hulk dude. Like this is. Thanos, I, I don't know. Just I guess he he has to be pretty freaking powerful to knock the whole Hulk out. I think. It's, I mean, it's certainly Infinity Stone plus he, that. Yeah, but like, listen, man, I'm 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 not I'm not trying to get hung up. All I'm saying is I would have liked to have seen him do something without any of the stones. It's all is that's my entire point. I think there's I I think the movie's great. I feel like I've said that. I'm just saying if I have a gripe. That's one of my gripes is that we don't see what actual. It's not really. I get you threw me off with gripe because gripes morally like, hey, this is what you did wrong. I, I think, I think it just would like I would have liked to see, you know, yeah, or, or like this gr- this would have helped. I'm not really. The movie's so good. I just can't. I don't like to see it in any negative light. Never. <laughs> right, well, I have a couple other negative things. If you want to hear them? <laughs> um, uh, go but, ahead. Okay, okay fine. We, uh, if, if, it's if it's it's nice curious. to know what your daily life is. If you're not, dude, if you're not curious about Thanos' power, man, that's that's totally fine. I'm curious about Thanos' power. You have notes. This is why it's going so badly. I don't have notes. I actually, I didn't take these for it. Just things that I was thinking about uh, while we were talking, and I wanted to bring them up. Um, They're a paragraph long. What the hell? No, no, I'm just playing. (laughs) A tiny note card. 
compared with three things. It really is only like five <laughs> it's words. Very small. Yeah. And I have giant handwriting. <laughs> um, yeah. But no. Um, all right. So well, let's scroll our way back. Uh, I think one of my favorite moments of this movie was Captain America showing up. I saw it coming. I knew, like, when that train went by, I'm like, that's Cap. And, like... Obviously. Yeah, but, like, well, like... But that's the same thing I'm talking about, how they made this soundtrack matter. It's like, it's like... Like, and then he steps out, and you're like, fuck yeah, Cap's here. I don't know, I just love that. All right, I'm going to say one of my favorite parts of the movie, and do not interrupt me, please. Unless I disagree, but okay. Um, it actually is the uh, Captain America part when they show up, and I loved how Steve Rogers, um, Black Widow, and Falcon show up. Now, now keep in mind these are other than Steve Rogers, these are all humans, and and they just fuck up two of the the um, uh, Thanos is what are they the Dark Force people. Uh, the the children of Thanos. Yeah, just two of them. While the other, the Guardians were struggling with them and stuff like that. And that fight scene happened so freaking quick. And it just, I was worried. It's like, how are you going to make these normal human characters really like measure up to all these like OP'd, you know, superheroes against these people who are also like big superheroes, supposed to be the big baddies? And, and it just goes to show you, and they did it well with the Guardians too. And I'll get into that in a second, but they, they've been doing this for a really long time, you know. Freaking Black Widow's been around since Tony Stark first started yeah. 10 years ago. So, like, they are veterans at their trade, and I really think they did a good job of, like, I think you had to amp up how good they were because they've been doing it for so long. So, like, you know how in Arrow, the CW show, Arrow, uh, they no, come no, in. Let's not ruin yeah, this yeah. conversation. In, in cer- in cer- yeah, in certain situations, <laughs> like, the guest side characters are just as powerful as Arrow. And... I was afraid that, like, oh, they're going to make, like, Captain America's sidekicks not be as powerful. Like, they're all going to look like Hawkeye from, like, Avengers 1, you know? Yeah. And I was like, that's not what I want. I want I want them to, like, really showcase what they're about. And there are special forces, Navy SEALs, SAS all combined in one, and they're, and they're just awesome at it. It's great. Oh, I mean, no, I thought, I, I thought that was amazing because I think that Cap's moment, and it was, uh, I mean, Cap's moment was in the trailer. When Cap is, and we've talked about it before, when Cap is catching the, the hand, and it, and we, I'll talk about this in a second, but when Cap's catching the hand, he's just like trying his hardest, and it goes in, and this goes to, I mean, the, the artists, and like, probably Josh Brolin's performance and stuff, but like, you just see in, in Thanos' face, he's like, I'm clearly applying enough force to fuck up some human. And then he like pushes a little more, and it's like it's still not working. Like, this should be enough for like a superhero. Like, well, why, oh, yeah, why, no. like, why the he had, fuck he had won't all... this guy quit? And you like see he... it in his eyes. Like, why won't you quit? Yeah, he had five. Remember, we talked about this. And he's yeah. like, but does he only have one stone or two? Dude, he motherfucker had five. Yeah, and Adam's like, the score comes in, man. But like, like that was a moment. Like, um. And that's something I want to talk about was like this, the Thanos CGI with Josh Brolin, and like you know, obviously it's his mocap or what, but like it, when you think about really good mocap performances, it's used like you think about like Andy Serkis as like Golem or whatever, but like Golem has these really giant expressive eyes, 
and it's like it's like the anime rule of like just give people big eyes and then you can animate the eyes then you know how they're feeling the eyes are so tiny on thanos they're so small his mouth is so small he's a, just a giant head with no features and fuck do you feel like his emo like the emotion comes through i don't know if it's the animators or his performance or whatever but like dude like when he's crying about about to kill gamora like you feel that shit like when he's smiling yeah, at the do. sunset at the end, like it's so subtle, but it still somehow works. It's so crazy that we're at that point in like. Well, you know, it's a good movie when Thanos was your favorite part. Thanos was great, and I didn't hate him. I, like I was just like, man, like he's just he just thinks he's doing the right thing, you know, and like, and you're almost like you feel bad for him because he's like mentally ill. Not not in the sense that like. You don't just hate him because he's the bad guy. You like you feel bad for him because like this dude's yeah. obviously his sense of being is fucked up. It's wrong, you know. I think we talked about like the best part of uh, Black Panther being like Killmonger is right, but what he gets to the right conclusion, but the way he thinks that we should get there is completely wrong. It's, Do you know what I mean? Exactly. And so it's yeah. like Thanos is like, yes, you're right, Thanos. We should definitely conserve more resources and be smarter about the way we use them but like just killing people isn't right and then he's like because at some point someone's like you're talking about genocide he's like no because like we're not just gonna be like the rich people like killing the poor like everyone dies equally like it's all fucking equal and you're like you're still wrong but like that's the best way to be wrong like you know what i mean like if hitler was like our economy sucks we're gonna just randomly put people in camps you'd be like Listen, that's not great, but that's technically better than being like we're just gonna put like quote unquote undesirables in camps. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, like still yeah. bad, but not yeah. as bad. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I get what you're saying. Um, I, I also like too that this really stood out to me because I was wondering, it's like, how are they gonna make Star Lord and the Guardian of the Galaxy crew like? Again, same thing with Captain America. Really stand up with these like these gods, these really super powerful humans, and these aliens that have superpowers. Like, how are they going to be a force to be reckoned with, even with Iron Man? You know. Oh, the bleeding edge armor is great, by the way. Anyway, continue. Sorry. But so, and then I thought about. It, I was like, okay, so Peter Quill got what? How old was he when he got taken? Uh, ten. Ten. Something like that. Yeah. All right. In the nineteen eighties. So he's got all this pirate expertise that he'd learned over the years. Then he became a captain, and we know that Guardians of the Galaxy 1 was happening before the Avengers went off, right? Uh, I think it's right after, but two's then like three months after one. So yeah, so then when they hop time. into this, like you're, you totally think, like when you think about oh, it that I, way, you're like, oh yeah, like Peter Quill's plans would be better. They would work, you know, because they've I, been doing this for so long. I now. was really... Um I was really concerned that they weren't going to move the Guardian story forward. So I liked that, like, Peter Quill and Gamora were, like, together. Like, because it's now been, like, like two years, technically, since Guardians 2. And I was like, dude, if they're still will they, won't they, like, you can't settle that in Guardians 3. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, that's, so, like, I love that they, like, just loved each other. And it was like, yeah, because Guardians 2 took place two and a half years ago. So, of course, it, that's where they got to. By the I way, love one of my favorite they're... moments is when Drax it... is like, "I've learned to be perfectly still." <laughs> oh yeah, it, yeah, that's that's so good. That, that's it. a great moment. <laughs> I can't wait to see the gag reel for this movie. It has to be amazing. But 
when they're in the ship and they're flying and they're playing a song and you see you know peter quill singing along and gamora singing along and then you see Drax sleeping and wrecking. Mm. It's clear that they've been doing this so long that either it's been beaten into them that they're singing along because they didn't sing along in the first. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, and then now Dave Bautista is so tired of it, he just fall asleep to it. Like that's that's great. They've been yeah. doing this a while, and that's why the character works because when he when he first says to Stark, he's like, "That's a good plan, but it it sucks," you know. And it's like, I think we could do it better, or whatever. And like when you just see a trailer of that, but when you're in the movie, you're like, oh yeah, he probably could. You know, he's been Iron Man's never been the leader of the Avengers. Captain America always was. You know, so exactly, and that's um, the thing you're saying right there is 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 what I was kind of talking about, I guess, in the non-spoiler bit about how like it works if you've only seen the other two Avengers, and it also works for us. Like so, like moments when. Tony Stark's like with Spider-Man and he's like, Hey, yeah, I was, I was just with two wizards or whatever. And like, so that's a joke to us who know that like Dr. Strange has been there and we've seen Thor Ragnarok and like seen like he'd go, Oh, earth has wizards now and stuff like, like, that's funny. But like, if you've only, the last movie you saw was age of Ultron, you're like, Oh yeah, he is with that wizard that I don't know anything about. Like, do you know what I mean? So like, it like that's what I was talking about with like the character combinations. Where I don't think that they at any point put two non having been in Avengers movies together characters together without an Avengers character to uh, like uh, explain the situation, right? Like, so mm -hmm. when you first see the Guardians, if you hadn't seen the Guardians. All right, you know Thor. Thor showed up, so like he can explain what the Avengers are. And then when the Guardians meet up with, uh, like the three of Guardians meet up with Spider Man and Doctor Strange and Iron Man on the ship when they're going to Titan, like then they meet up and then like they get to have interactions. Like, wait, you know Thor? Yeah, we're Avengers. And it's like, okay, that's all exposition that's done because those characters have met in the right ways. And I think, I don't know who wrote this. I know the Russos directed it. I don't, I can't remember the direct, the writer, but it was probably seven writers, but it was phenomenally like done. I think personally, like I, I loved the jokes intermittent, the fighting in between stuff. Uh, th the first one that stuck out to me was uh, when, was it uh, Wong? Wong saves uh, Tony Stark, and he's like, "Wong, you're coming to my wedding," oh, and, yeah. and he just, well, yeah, yeah like that, that was cool. Yeah. The one where, you know, guard the, the guardians on the ship they pick up Thor, and you know, basically, Drax tells Peter Quill that he's fat, and yeah. like the fact that they're talking about Thanos and all this stuff, and Peter Quill is still stunned that he yeah. thinks that and Peter Quill everyone doing thinks voice, put away, which is funny <laughs> because Chris, Chris Pratt definitely didn't get in as good shape for this as he did for Guardians One. Yeah, which and it's funny I think it's funny Drax, that they called out. Like, they're making that joke, and he's like, what do you mean I'm muscular? And Drax definitely, like, taps under his chin, and it's like, yeah, Chris Pratt definitely has a little more under chin than he did when he had, the, like, the tight jaw. It, <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really kind of wondering, was that improvised? Because, you know, <laughs> I, you know I think Dave Bautista can – he. He was a wrestler, and those guys improvised pretty well. I don't know if that like people just went with it. That was great because <laughs> it felt yeah, like you I mean, stood there well, I mean, wild, they, shocked. I like mean, they, they obviously built in the like, like the even even if he was Guardians one, uh, 
Chris Pratt. Chris Hemsworth is. I don't know what the fuck he's yeah. like what in the like he's like redonkulous. Like like do you know what I mean? Like it, like the, yeah. the dude's he's, in shape a, a way that people can't be. Um Yep. So I had a couple more thoughts. I don't um like cuz I really enjoyed all the jokes. Like I liked like even you know someone who I'm not a huge fan of like War Machine, he gets the tricking uh uh Bruce Banner into bowing. Which you know, like, yeah. like, like everyone, like War Machine really doesn't have anything to do. He talks to General Ross for a second, and then he does that bow thing, and he's really, he's just flying around shooting bombs, right? Like, it's not like he has. Yeah. A One of my favorite moments in the movie is when they decide to open like the quadrant or whatever, and like let him in so that they don't flank the backsides. Is, uh, uh, T'Challa like? panthers up and starts running and he's running the camera's falling him and all of a sudden cap comes up behind him and i oh that was great i've, I've seen it twice i fucking love that moment because the last time you saw them both fucking sprinting like that they were chasing each other in berlin yep. or whatever and now they're running together and it's just those kind of like some like there's so many of those like symmetric moments that happen in this movie where it's like hey you remember when this happened this other way well now it's happening this way like do you know what i mean and like yep those are the moments that really got me chills when it was just like hey remember when this was this way well now it's this way like there were so many of those great moments yeah no uh winter soldier great film picking up rocket and doing that spin around circle, rocket shooting, and he's shooting that gun. Then he sets rocket down. He's like, "How much for that arm?" And he's like, "You can't have it." And rocket's like, "I'm gonna get that arm." Like, like there's so many good like, like that's a great interaction. Like that's the only reaction those two characters have, but that's the best interaction they could have because rocket has two movies built up of him liking prosthetics and shit, and like. Here's the guy with the prosthetic. What, what interactions do they have? He should want his prosthetic arm. What's <laughs> funny is that he gives Thor a prosthetic eye, and he's been talking about getting the dude's eye since the yes, first Yes, that's, like, uh, so yeah. good. Like, <laughs> we should also talk about how Groot is worthy. What do you mean? Groot picks up uh, Stormbringer. Oh, Groot is worthy. Groot's worthy. He is. Dude, I really like that because, like, which would make sense why Thor took a class on group culture. Yeah, he t- it was an elective. Like, that kind of stuff is yeah. so good. Dude, I love the moment. Uh, it- and they're like, you can understand him? It's like, yeah, uh, group was an elective back when I was <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> and then, like, I love the moment where, like, like, I think it's the only moment between Cap and Thor. And, uh, like. Oh, like, God, I love like, that. He's Thor- like, he's like. He's like, I see you got a haircut. He got a haircut. Oh, I see you he's copied like, the beard. And then all of a sudden, Groot runs in and goes, man, like stabs two people with arms. Like, that's my friend, Tree. <laughs> like, like, I really like that. Like, again, you know, that's another, like, that's my thing about this movie is I bet a few years now on Nitpick, like, they Thored Thor again. Every Avengers movie, they Thor Thor, where they just, hey, Thor, just be somewhere else for a little while. Because, like, he comes down and, like, fucks everyone up, and then you don't see him for a bit. And then he's flying through like all the sh- all the ships, and it's like, remember when someone needed to protect Vision? It probably should have been Thor. Your hammer can kill Thanos. What are you doing, just hitting random enemies? 
Like we didn't have a hammer. Sorry, his axe. No, like he shows up with his axe, and the the children of Thanos are going after. Um, well, you're saying they thwarted him because he didn't. He wasn't there yes, when he needed to be. Because they, yeah, they yeah. do that all the time. Like he spent like half of the Avengers in like the Avengers uh, New York battle scene, just like I don't know on the Empire State Building, like electrocuting the sky or something. And then in Age of Ultron, he's just like under Sokovia the whole time, like doing nothing. When it's like, hey man, can you just fly across the city for a second? Just thunder all these guys real quick. Just shoot everyone with lightning. That'd be a lot easier. <laughs> than Black, like he can kill like fifty people with one swing of his hammer, but Black Widow has to kick someone. Like what? That's a waste of energy. And <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, like it's like it's and listen. I don't want, like, I, this is me trying to, again, you know, you'll get mad at me every time I say something bad about this movie. But that was something I thought in the moment. Like, because after the thing gets ripped out of vision, that's when he shows up. The fuck was he doing yeah. while everyone else was just getting whacked aside kind of thing is all. Yeah. Well, I think it, I think it keeps it still. And they thwart. Yeah, you're right. They thwart him. But it. You know, it works. It works. Uh, but an uh, interesting point, if um, you're wondering why Vision was so affected by the blade of uh, Thanos' uh, minions, uh, that blade Thanos in blade. the comics is made in the same place that Thor made his axe and made his oh. hammer. And they I believe they call basically, that Dinklage land. Apparently, yeah, it's the, uh, apparently, it's the star. Just real quick before, like, I'll let you finish that. Before... Apparently, I was the only person that knew Peter Dinklage was in this movie because my theater, I don't know, not after the first time they cut to him, not after the second time they cut to him, but like the third time they cut to him, my the, like the first time I was there, my theater like lost their shit. Everyone's like, like you could just literally hear everyone turn to their friend and go, is that Peter Dinklage? Is that Tyrion Lannister? It's like, it's like, yeah, they said he was in this movie. There's only one place where dwarves are in the, in the Marvel Universe. It was going to yeah. be here. What are you idiots doing? Yeah. But it's, uh, anyway, but yeah, continue. Yeah. No, so that star, um, it can create godlike weapons. And yeah. it, they're not infinity stones, but they could kill. Only certain people can wield them, and they kill basically people that are very power yeah. except for hella because we know that hella so really gods can only destroy those weapons i don't know it, what this movie real like really did to me was crush my hopes of ever seeing beta ray bill they've been teasing him for years and we're never gonna see him he's a i don't know who beta, beta ray, ray bill, bill is. is um a horseman he's like a man with a horse head and at one point thor loses his hammer and Beta Ray Bill finds it, and apparently he's worthy so that he can liberate his, like, uh, his planet. And then, like, Odin shows up, and he's like, well, Thor shows up first, and he's like, give me my hammer back. And Beta Ray Bill's like, nah. And then Thor, uh, Odin's like, dude, give him his hammer back. I'll make you a new one. And the new one is Stormbringer, but that's the one that they gave to Thor. So we're never going to see a horse-faced <laughs> weird man, <laughs> which I think would be funny. <laughs> but here... The fan of BoJack Horseman says this. So I have two more things I want to talk about. That I This is a hard pivot I need to make because it's very important to me that we have this actual discussion. Vision and Scarlet Witch's romance was teased in uh, Civil War, but they are now apparently fucking. 
as Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen, even though Paul Bettany yeah. has a thing in his head. Here's the thing I really want to know. So in uh, Age of Ultron, they create Vision. He comes out as kind of like a naked purple man. Then he kind of like puts some clothes on, and then he sees Thor and like creates a cape. Meaning that, assuming that like Scarlet Witch isn't cool with just like hand and mouth stuff, that he is modeling his penis after something. Like he's digitally creating a penis below like am i am i wrong this is the only thing i could think for like half of this movie is like he's like like he's just there and like you remember that moment in age ultron we're just like out of nowhere like gold like comes off his back and then it's a cape that but with his dick <laughs> Be- which makes sense if people are like well then wouldn't he have a dick all the time like if you could just make or unmake your dick right if you weren't using it you just have you just unmake it because like it's inconvenient like you could you could get kicked in it or something. It'd be better not to have it. Like, am I wrong? <laughs> Dude, that's the one thing the Marvel Universe is missing is kicks to the nuts. Well, you know what well, I mean? Like, the re- <laughs> legitimately, the reason I thought about it was because before we went to go see this movie, um, I had talked about how, you know, hey, we'll probably do a podcast on this. And our friend Joel was like, oh, dude, I remember the episode where you talked about how someone needed to digitally create dr manhattan's dick in the watchman and i was like oh yeah I remember that was a lot long time ago and so then it got me thinking yeah. could the vision just make himself a dick and if so how big would he, he now? <laughs> how big would he make it he made a cape by looking at thor's cape would he have to go online and like google dicks Look. and then, like pick a dick <laughs> Or, like, could he just, like, assume what... Because his cape isn't exactly the same as Thor's cape. So if he just had an idea of what a dick was, could he just, like, manifest a dick? I assume so. So he's... So that's what he's doing, right? So he just, like, has decided to look like Paul Bettany and just make himself have Paul Bettany's dick. Is this so. universe's logic. Yeah. I don't think everybody was thinking about it that hard. But I yeah. was thinking about it the whole time. <laughs> I mean, not the whole time, but what, when they were like, there's even a moment where like, when they're like, I think it's right before Captain America like comes and saves them. She's like, we should have just stayed in bed, which means they're, they get in bed together to do the hanging. Like, how am I not supposed to think about how a man who we see like unclothed all the time without a penis and some chick get it down. But he could make a dick. He could make a dick. Maybe it's more of an emotional connection for them. You think? From what I understand, that's that's not a real thing. What? <laughs> yeah. What's it? A abortion? Erosion? What was that? Erosion. Uh, oh, the, an uh, erosional yeah. collection. Mm-hmm. Or an erosional collection. Yeah. I just don't think he's a he's a robot. I don't think it, he could have an erosional collection. Like he'd have to like get it going. Cause, and Cynthia. also, when she's about to destroy uh, the Mind Stone out of his head, he's like, she's like, I don't want to do it. He's like, don't worry. All I can feel is you, which is, means he can feel her, which means if he made a vision dick, he could feel her, if you know what I'm saying. What I'm saying I is... What, I don't know what you're saying. They need a prequel comic about him testing out vision dicks. That's <laughs> you can write it. <laughs> Mike, if you could make your own dick, 
would you? Absolutely. Yeah. I <laughs> I was I was thinking about like when I was gonna make this joke, first of all I thought there'd be a little more back and forth. I didn't think that you <laughs> wouldn't think this was a funny topic. Second of all, I was thinking like I feel like it would be hard to do because you wouldn't want to make it too small or too big. Like you'd have to be like I would get in my own head about like what size I was making my vision dick. I just I I try to make my pubes into like a really nice you know some sort of pattern. You don't make make pubes. You're you're made out of vi- a vibranium weave. <laughs> you don't get pubes. All right. Well, whatever is the equivalent <laughs> of a cyborg sentient pube. Like I'll just have Thor's cape for pubes. Dude, but if you had sex with like a vibranium dick, right? Like you wouldn't. You'd only have to do one pump. And and then it would either vibrate constantly. So you just flick it. Or, you just flick it. <laughs> or it would it would just like absorb all of the vibration, and it would be like you didn't do anything. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. It's like it needs to be. There, there, there's some logic behind this that needs to be figured out. That's all I'm saying. I think the Russo brothers really dropped the ball on Vision's dick. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> to pivot to something that we should actually talk about, um, the basically the very end, uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Doctor Strange giving up the time stone? Uh, so my theory is, is that we know that Doctor Strange wouldn't in the beginning sacrifice Tony or any of the people with him for the time stone he'd protect it yeah, he says he so says, it he goes down between you the kid and the time stone i'm choosing the time stone i think it's like probably exactly what yeah yeah and then he goes through 14 million like six hundred thousand ways and only one of them they win so my theory is is that there is a moment like let's say out of the 14 million times let's say 200 of them are him giving up the time stone to and within those 200 that 200% chance now Tony Stark ha- when he sa- he says to Tony Stark he's like why'd you give him the time stone and he's like we're at the end game now meaning i think it's on Tony Stark to figure out how like he has 200 different ways and only one of them you know what i mean i think it just yeah, like well, filters down the possibility oh def- definitely cuz i said like, uh, what 14 million uh, 700,005 and only one of them they win and uh and <laughs> And so that, that's when he's like, we're in the end game now. And then the last thing that happens, because, you know, everyone disappears. By the way, the biggest gasps, like Spider-Man gets a lot of gas, but I think the biggest gasps, gasps I got in both of my viewings were uh, uh, Black Panther because they shoot that in the reverse. Like everyone else, the person in the background is the one that fades away or whatever. But in the Black Panther one, Black Panther fades away trying to help her up. Also, like it was the most recent one, made like a billion dollars, whatever. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, Marvel, is that the smartest move? I don't know. <laughs> so, like, I mean, here's the thing. And for digression, real quick, I've seen like some. Th- I haven't read any of them, but I've seen a lot of think pieces about like there are no stakes because you just they're just gonna bring everyone back because we know that uh, these people are under contract. And it's like. Not in the movie, though. Like, when Peter, like, that moment matters because when Peter Parker's, like, crying in Tony Stark's arms about how he doesn't want to disappear, neither of those characters know 
what contracts they have left. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, like that moment worked for me. Like, like guess what? That means that you can't give a shit about if any of them wrote a think piece about how like Logan's great because they killed off Logan. Guess what? Oh, oh, holy shit! We can never have another Wolverine in movies ever again. Like, no, movies only count in the context of those fucking movies. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. Get, get over yourself. Like, it's and it's like the same thing as like when people thought that like Batman sacrifice in The Dark Knight Rises doesn't count because he survives. That's like if I took a bullet for you, Mike, and I survived, and like. I was like, oh, is Mike going to come visit me at the hospital? And it was like, nah, you didn't die, so you didn't really put your life on the line for him. Like, if, if you're willing to put, like, like if you put your life on the line, it doesn't matter whether you die or not. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But anyway, I digress. It's something that bothered me from an article I saw a title of earlier. Anyway, where, Tony, okay. No, I totally lost my train of thought. Sorry, I digress. Anyway, oh. Uh, Doctor Strange, the thing. So here's my thought. I think we all thought that the new, the old guys were going to die, and then the new guys were going to have to come save them, right? I think that's what we all thought, because it's kind of the trope, right? Like, it's always like, hey, the Justice League's captured, so the Teen Titans have to go save them. Like, do you know what I mean? Kind of thing. Um or like so, like the old Avengers are trapped, so the new Avengers have to step up and man up. Like that was an, the the plot of an Expendables movie, probably. And uh, <laughs> but so I really like that it. So it's now basically with a couple additions. It is the original Avengers that are still around. Yeah, and, which I like that. And on I like the fact that they that, kept it on that. When Doctor Strange says like. This was the only way, and that like and before that he had saved Tony, and uh, you know by saying you know like this is the end game. I think Tony like the reason he did that is because only by Tony surviving can they solve the problem, because the only people left are like the honorable fighters, like the people that are left are Captain America who's like hey we've taken some losses but we'll keep fighting Black Widow. Hey, life sucks, but I keep going. You know, uh, War Machine, he was a soldier. So, like, hey, we take some losses. We keep going. Like, we have all those people. Like, Bruce Banner, I have a dark background, but we just forge ahead. Tony Stark is the only person that will just sit there in front of a fucking blackboard going, no, I'm arrogant enough, I'm smart enough, and I have enough time. I'm going to fucking figure out the way to do this. Like, Yep. That's why he fucking created the Iron Man suit. That's why he created Ultron. Like, he will be the one to be like, no, there is a fucking way. Whereas Cap will be like, listen, Tony, the only thing we can do, we can do now is save the other half of the universe. And Tony's going to be like, no, Steve, he doesn't care about the other half of the universe. We need to f- fix it. And he's like, we can't fix it, Tony. And he's going to be like, no. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Tony Stark's the only one stubborn enough to come up with a solution and that's why i think tony needed to survive does that make sense mm-hmm. yeah no yeah i agree i agree i was expecting uh, more of a response than yeah i agree <laughs> uh commercial break i really gotta use the bathroom
Okay, we can uh, commercial break yeah. once I uh, write down when the commercial. All right, that break brought to you by DC's Justice League on DVD uh, discount shelves now. <laughs> it's free. It's just free. <laughs> uh, last thing I want to talk about, we know that there are characters in Infinity War that are not there. We, we're missing Hawkeye, we're missing Ant-Man, and Captain, Amer- uh, Captain Marvel. So we know Captain Marvel is somewhere out there. We know Ant-Man, based off the trailer, either this they're on the run and their story takes place right before or while maybe we'll see the Infinity War you know, snap of the finger at the end of that. We, we know that it can't be at the same... It's during the same time, but we don't know why they're missing. We also don't know why Hawkeye's gone. Maybe Hawkeye comes to avenge his family. Uh, they they do they do say um, in uh, at some point something about the accords. Yeah, yeah. They say they say they both took uh, house arrests uh, from from when they were in that like underwater base. They both like pled guilty to get house arrest so they could be with their families. I think they say that uh, at some point. Yeah, because someone goes uh, Barton. They say like they say Clinton Scott uh, both decided to do that. And then someone goes, who's Scott? They go, Ant-Man. I'm like, wait, there's a spider and an Ant-Man? Someone says that guy might have been Bruce or something. Anyway, I like lines like that. Those lines are fun. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just wonder if we're going to see anyone else in the Avengers uh, part two of this Infinity War. Like, is Adam Warlock? Are they saving that for Guardians 3? Um, so, if we go off Adam Warlock, I'm still hoping for my time travel like we I, i've talked about it before like i want them to go back to the mcu and fix shit um and so captain marvel could walk because i think in the infinity gauntlets adam warlock who finally gets the uh glove the infinity's uh gauntlet back and like changes everything and i think that could be captain marvel in this because mm-hmm. she like kind of like i don't she's super strong like you know she's super fast she has an energy blast she has the ability to absorb energy so she could potentially maybe hold the power of the gauntlet, um, and and the the reason she gets her powers is from a person called Marvel, who yeah. is a Cree, and, and he saves her, and she absorbs his DNA exactly. through. And himself. so she has the DNA of one of those aliens, like Thanos, per se. And well, Ronan was a Cree, and Ronan yeah, was exactly, able yeah. to wield the power of the Power Stone. So yes. You combine her Captain Marvel powers with her Kree powers, like maybe that's enough to control them. Um, I, well, all her Kree powers come, all her powers come from Kree. It's all from Marvel. Yeah, but Marvel was like a more powerful Kree. He wasn't like a normal Kree. Yeah, he was like top tier Kree. Yeah. He's like the Thor of you know yeah, the yeah, like he, like he was better than a normal Kree. But like, um, so I don't know how that plays into my want for a timeline change um but ant-man and the wasp use the use they're gonna be in it right so like the quantum realm is kind of like the doctor strange weird realm. no the quant the quantum realm is i looked it up is actually shown for brief seconds in um doctor strange yeah so that's what i'm saying if you combine um, if you combine the idea to go to other realms 
with someone who could control the power of some stones and with Tony Stark's like n- like willingness to not like admit that he's wrong because he's kind of a terrible person like (laughs) like if you can get all that together that could totally lead to a revert like i do not believe that and i would be very 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 disappointed if avengers 4 is they get the gauntlet and snap everyone back like that would be, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like that would be real yeah. shit. Well, I think the quantum realm is going to play a big thing, big part, because it's the one place that we know two characters have an idea about. And there's actually a universe in the quantum realm. Yeah, well, because when you're going so small, uh, they could they could possibly leave. Like they can't defeat Thanos, so they just strand him there, and then you could save him for future movies to yeah. come down the line. In Ant Man. Um, they talk about how Hope's uh, and mom gets stuck down there, the original Wasp. Subatomic. Like, but in yeah. Ant-Man and the Wasp, she's being played by Michelle Pfeiffer, who is obviously not the age of someone who got stuck there in the 80s. Like, she's clearly aged, which means potentially either you just aged through the quantum realm or you age through the quantum realm, but you're able to affect other places and times and stuff like like do you know what I mean? Like, because Michelle Pfeiffer's mm-hmm. c- close enough; she's closer to the age of uh, Michael Douglas than she is Paul Rudd, right? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not like mm-hmm. Paul Rudd; it's not like he was dating like a sixty-year-old or something like that. <laughs> like in like the no, 80s. no, like, but that was that. Yeah, no, but that was uh, no, that was Michael Douglas. Yeah, 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 but like. Remember how they de-aged Michael Douglas in Ant-Man? Yeah. It looks like just normal age Michelle Pfeiffer. So if they're pull- Yeah, so if anything they find her from the quantum realm. Yeah, so if she's, realm. Aging she's aged in there, the yeah. quantum realm, that means that she is potentially going in actual places because they tell Scott Lang that the only thing you can do in the quantum realm is lose time altogether. So if you lose time altogether, then if someone pulls you out, you shouldn't have aged at all. Unless you can yeah, go there, other places, there, there, like time doesn't there's exist a theory in the too, quantum realm. There, there's a uh, theory too that the Kroll come from the quantum realm. The the Kroll. <laughs> Captain the, Marvel's the, villains. Um, the scroll. The scroll. So yes, sorry. Yes. So that adds a whole other layer that I don't want to think about. Because the scrolls have the ability to take to the, the shape and powers of anyone. But mm-hmm. the way it's even more of a mind fuck is they can not only take the shape and powers of people, but they can also not know that they did it. So you could be a scroll and not know you're a scroll. You could be like a sleeper agent that doesn't know you're a scroll. Like wow. you could just be hanging out and like think that you're like Mike Allen. And then one day you could just be activated and be like, I'm a scroll. <laughs> so like, like one day, like black widow could just be walking around and just turn into a scroll. Like, um, that's cool. Yeah. But so I'm hoping that's not what plays into infinity war. Like, you know, like I hope that's a thing that captain Marvel solves in her movie and that like, we don't quite have to deal with it. But, um, yeah, man, like, 
I guess my my uh, my like the last question I have for you is like, ideally, this does not need to be a prediction or not like based on anything we've seen or anything we whatever. I just want to know like, what do you want to happen in Avengers Four? Like. You kind of know my general idea of what I want. Like, I kind of want them to go through the whole, like, series of movies and, like, fix stuff. Like, what, like, if, uh, let's assume that four opens right where this one left off with uh, Nebula and Tony in space and everyone else in Wakanda not knowing what the fuck just happened. Me, personally, I would like, based on what's happened, right, I think it would be cool if you had Tony trying to figure out how to beat Thanos and then you have Captain America all the rest of the main characters that are still around working with Tony trying to figure it out while in the meantime there's the other people that cease to exist are in the soul stone and they are trying to figure out they're like well one you could have a lot of witty banner like who are you where are we blah 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 and you could do a lot back and forth on how they're trying to escape their situation. And if there is a universe in there and there are bad people and stuff like that, you could show them trying to escape. Like maybe there is a way to escape the soul stone. And towards the end, just when like, maybe not all hope is lost or it's close. It could be, they both like rejoin at the same time and barely take down Thanos and trap him somewhere. Cause I don't think you should kill Thanos. I think you should put him somewhere. So I, I re- like as you were telling me that I was seeing that in my head like the idea of like I don't, l- like let's just say for sake of whatever like you know the quantum realm and like maybe Captain Marvel can do some like shit or whatever and like you know you have like Doctor Strange and some other people on the other side and like you got uh, you know uh, Panther with vibranium or whatever and like they're trying to go one way like they're trying to mm-hmm. like. I don't know. I was going thinking left to right, but like maybe down to up. Like we're at the top level, and they got stuck in the bottom level. And like everyone trying to navigate their way through like these weird worlds to like meet up or whatever. Like that's a, like that's a really cool, really cool concept that uh, I think. And and now you have all characters that have never met each other that could still have the same capacity of like banter and wittiness yeah. and like arguments and stuff. I just. And you could still have people that get like killed in the soul, yeah. soul stuff. I mean, you know what I mean, like that are gone for good. So my, th- like, and maybe Michelle Pfeiffer's there. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, this so that's really so. I want a romp through time. You want a romp through cool dimensions. Both sound like cool ideas to me. Um, but now here's what I think will happen. Is I think that what it's going to come down to is the original Avengers having to sacrifice themselves to save the new Avengers and the rest of the universe. Kind of in the way that they had to like, you know, like you had to like throw Gamora off the edge, like to get the soul stone or whatever. I think it's going to be like, Hey, Tony Stark and all the old guard need to somehow sacrifice themselves to bring back the new guys do you know what i mean i think that's i think that's where it's headed because remember we all thought that like cap or iron man or someone like that was going to die in this one and they didn't by the way yeah everyone can lie and say they didn't think it was so but 
I totally thought that when Tony Stark got run through, the first time I saw it, I thought it was done. I thought thought that was the moment. I thought that was the moment. Like, I thought it was like, oh, shit. I thought, okay, he's not going to get the gauntlet filled this time, but this is the moment that of stakes and weight and like, hey, listen, there's one more stone left. He's not getting it, but holy shit, we're going to have to walk out of this theater knowing Tony Stark just got fucking killed. And that's why I feel like the the ending held weight to me because that's what I thought. Am I wrong? Like, did, did you think that was a fake out? Like, I didn't. No, I, no, I agree with you. I thought Tony was done. I thought that they were going to, like, he was going to be one of the people they had to bring back. I thought Strange was going to have all the power to bring people back. Yeah. And they took him away. I mean, because, let's face it, for all the people they killed and all the people that, like, got snapped out or whatever, like, everyone else could have made it out of this. And if they had killed Robert Downey Jr., that would have probably had more weight than all those other kills. I mean, for you, for me. Are you are you kidding? Like, if Robert, if like, it would have been Captain. Dude, if they killed, killed, like, but but he was never in threat. Like, you're telling me all the people that got snapped out of existence, and like we know they're coming back. If it was like he actually sacrificed himself to like save the universe, and then there's a whole nother movie that wouldn't have had more weight than these people that are just going to come back anyway. I think, for me. Captain America. That's if not he the was argument. To sacrifice himself. I'm not. I'm just telling you what I think. If Captain America was to sacrifice himself and die, it would hold more weight for yes, me. Yes, but at no point Iron did Man. he get stabbed in the chest. So, like, well, I'm saying if he did. Yeah, no. All right, let me rephrase his argument. It's not an argument. No, 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 I, Captain just, America didn't die at any point in this movie. I know. Yeah, you're right. Sure, whatever you're about to say, you're right. Uh, you're a real fucking son of a bitch. Do you know that? <laughs> I hope you I fucking die. How about that? <laughs> I hope you get... That's, that's, dude, that's would, dark. Like, here's... Actually, you know what? If Thanos showed up right now and snapped either of us out of existence, it wouldn't matter to me, because at least I wouldn't have to talk to you anymore, you son of a bitch. <laughs> 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 either way, I win. <laughs> if you're Ash, if I'm Ash, it doesn't matter. At least this conversation's <laughs> over. You can find us on unrelatedpod at gmail.com. Hashtag unrelatedpod at Twitter. Mike, what do you tell them? Keep it classy and a little nasty. Fuck off. <laughs>